Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome back into another edition of the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. I kind of sound like, did I sound like Jordan? Yeah, a little bit. I think I said exactly what Jordan has said (laughs) hundreds of times. Yes. I think we're all trying to mimic Jordan. Right, yeah. I thought it sounded good. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a good week. Have you had a good week, Zach? Uh, you know, our team did not do well. Uh, Rish, Rish uh, destroyed us, so we've had better days. Yeah, R- Ryan Risher. Yes. Ryan Risher, who thoroughly enjoyed the draft this year. Oh, yes, very because much. Because he knew yeah. who uh, was being picked. Yes. Which we, we've debated that just a little bit. The, uh, the draft board, allowing access to the draft board for everybody at the draft and – some people said, I like when other people people do their own prep, different things like that. The one thing I'll say about fan draft, if all you do is look at fan draft, sometimes okay. it gets wonky. Yeah. I mean, you'll do okay. Yeah. But sometimes you're going to make some strange picks. Right. Richard did all right. He, he did. y'all this week. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, vintage Gronk showed up. I, yeah. I texted him. I said, I didn't know that uh, you drafted Vintage Gronk. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Four touchdowns in two weeks, so... Yeah. I asked, asked Richard for a uh, a text. Oh no! For his victory. Okay. And I'll, I'll say that Rish has done better. <laughs> I feel like it's it, Rish is a new man. Is this vanilla? This is not the Richard dressed up as Stone Cold Steve Austin oh. coming into the draft anymore. Yep. I mean, he didn't even do the handshake when Jordan showed up. This That's year. true. Yeah, man. Richard's just maybe we should do like he's changed his team name. Somebody needs to check on him. He's well. I mean, you know, he's a family man. Yeah. He's he's selling all these houses all over town. That's right. Anyway, he sent a text. Said this. It was very kind at the beginning. Okay. It's always great to beat a powerhouse like H and F. Now don't mind me as I shift to cruise control into the playoffs. <laughs> okay, there we go. That's that sounds good. That sounds like Rish. And then he put the emoji with the smiley face with sunglasses on it. Okay. All right. Cruising in the playoffs. So one and one, cruising into the playoffs. Yep. All right. Donuts stop believing. Speaking of one and one, yeah, Tennessee Titans. Yes. What a game! That was awesome. Very good game. I uh, I I was surprised. I, I'm not surprised that, that the Titans' offense can do what they do. Yeah. I was surprised that Russell Wilson let them win, and that's shortchanging the Titans' defense. And I know that. Yeah, um, I'm just not used to seeing Russell Wilson not figure out a way. Right. There's yeah. a few quarterbacks in the league that you feel like they're just going to figure it out, especially taking a big lead into the second half, and he's kind of one of those guys. Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers this week, people like that. You just don't expect them to um, to lose. Yeah. And man, what a dramatic! I mean, Derrick Henry was not going to lose that game. Man, yeah, dude was unbelievable. He just, I mean, what, four touchdowns? He had four touchdowns? Is that right? It's like 250 all-purpose yards. It was ridiculous. It was a lot. Yeah. Shout out to IDPs for having Derrick Henry. And I know uh, one of our, uh, one of those in the league, uh, two, two from our league were there, right? Yeah. Jordan and Jacob were both there. Yes. In Seattle. They have a tradition of trying to hit up the, the away First away game of the season every year, and that's a long, that's a long trek. Yeah, Derrick Henry, thirty-five rushes, one eighty-two for three touchdowns, 
and he's turned into a PPR machine. Or he's caught, let's see, nine passes in the past two games. Okay. So he caught six for six for 55 yards. Unbelievable. Man. 47.70 points for Derrick Henry. Get it. Man. Get it. I'm excited. Yep. Um, uh, Vrabel, if you haven't looked up Vrabel's post game when he handed out the game balls. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. that it was, was good. really good. That was good. And uh, Ricky Bullock got one. Randy Bullock. Randy. That's, I mean, I even called him by that the wrong gotta name. That dude's got to be thrilled. He's just – How about it? Yeah. Randy Bullock, kicker for the Titans. Yep. Gets a game ball with Derrick Henry. Uh-huh. Uh, it, was, it was a great game. Speaking of another thing I've really enjoyed – Yeah. Maybe that should just be this segment. Things we enjoyed this week. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the, the Monday night Manning, Peyton yes. and Eli Manning at Monday night football. I'm loving that. It's a blast, man. Like, if you haven't watched that. Tune into ESPN, ESPN too. Yeah. Hit it up on Monday night. They uh, go they go head-to-head right with Monday night football. And it's Peyton Manning and Eli Manning sitting in your living room just hanging out. Yep. And then the guests, the guests they bring in are just... Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love um, it. I mean, they've had Russell Wilson. They had Gronk came on. It was yeah. hilarious. Pat McAfee, I don't know if you saw it in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, I saw that. He's hilarious. Yes. So, um, shout out to the Mannings because I saw that Lane Kiffin is uh, actively campaigning for Ole Miss, Tennessee to have a Manning cast. Yes. Which would be really I think it would be awesome, yeah. Which would be really cool. So... Enjoyed that this week. Uh, the ratings for that doubled. It was like a 138% increase. Because I think last week, I don't know that many people knew about it. They kind of snuck it right, in. Right, yeah. Maybe they were just There seeing, wasn't like a ton of hype for it. Maybe so. they were just going to see how it worked, and if it didn't work, just let it kind of disappear. Yeah. But, man, it was, it was great. So, uh, go Titans. Go Mannings. Let's go to the All-Pro team. All right, all pro team for week two. I know this is going to be tough, but uh, tough to guess. The top quarterback was uh, Kyler Murray for pace, 40.10 mm. points. And uh, your top wide receiver was Cooper Cup for pace, 36.80 points. Tyler Lockett was next, 31.80 for Big Orange Bullies. Top running back, like we just discussed, Derrick Henry, 47.70 for the IDPs. And Aaron Jones, mm-hmm. who showed up to play 41.50 for Kevin. Ta- um, Travis Kelsey, 25.15 for Tecmo uh, as a top tight end. Terry McLaurin is the top flex spot for Greco, 28.95. Um, top kicker. How do you say this? Gano? The, the kicker? Is it for Carolina? I don't know. I don't know. 23.20. He's a free agent. Your top DST is Buffalo for Rish. 29 points, which wow. we all know at H&F too well about. Uh, Mike Edwards was your top IDP, 29.50 points. He's a free agent. Go get him. Bobby Wagner for pace, 27 mm-hmm. points. Tyron Matthew, 26 for West Coast Wombats. Daniel Sorensen, tw- or 16, has a top DB. He's a free agent. And Trey Vaughn Mullen Jr., everybody knows, 15.25, free agent, bringing your total to you. Four hundred and seventeen point ninety five coming in second place, right from last week. Three points from last week. Yeah, so pretty pretty good weeks there. I'm starting yeah. to think these is uh, these are high totals. I think it's going to come. I think so. Yeah. I feel like upper three hundreds is normal. Yeah, but so, you get a, a defense that does that much. You get a Derrick Henry week like that. Yeah, so we've had two high scoring weeks. Yeah, uh, for the All Pro All Pro team. Speaking of league rankings, which I want to say because. 
I don't know how often I'll get to say I'm in the top two of the week, <laughs> but I am now. Uh, yeah. Jordan Pace, week two. Let's not overreact, but he's running away with it right now. Yes. Strong side in second place. But probably the big story is just how close Tecmo Power Runners are to the bottom. They're hanging out down there with Jordan. That is rare to see down there, for sure. So They uh, took a very different draft strategy this year. Yes, we need to get a comment from them about their, their strategy, see if they still like it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. They're down there next to last place. Um, and, again, this is week two going into week three. We don't overreact yet. Everything changes. Right. Um, Still a lot of football, even more this year with uh, the extra game. I will, I'll have to look back, but I feel like the ice bucket, the person that gets the ice bucket typically has around three wins. Maybe right. four, usually three. Yeah. So if you can get through the first four or five weeks and go four and one – Three and two. Yeah, you're probably you're probably shifting yourself out of ice bucket range. Yeah, even if you kind of fall apart a little bit. Yeah, um, but it's those teams at zero and two right now that are still. And man, I mean, Tecmo changes their strategy. Maybe they got a really cool idea for the ice bucket. Maybe, maybe they're just they <laughs> yeah. just they just got a they got a good plan. I like it. An yeah. ice bucket from CrossFit two two three seven or something. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, again, we're not going to overreact. But if you are overreacting right now, you could be on the waiver wire more than most. Let's hear about the fab. It's not as crazy as last week, but let's. this is our segment we call Show Me the Money. Show me the money! Yeah, for fab this week, I mean, there wasn't really much going on um, spending-wise. There's one player that a lot of people spent money on that had competition and that was K.J. Osborne for uh, Minnesota, the wide receiver. And they ended up a $21 bid won uh, K.J. Osborne to East Coast Wombats. And then there were just a couple other ones. Mike Edwards got $6. He's a safety for Tampa. He went to Kevin. Uh, Taron Johnson, a quarterback, cornerback for Greco, uh, $2. And then we got Ronnie Harrison Jr. for $2. And that's it. That was all the money that was spent. Can you see who competed for Osborne? Yes, I can. Um, it looks like Tecmo put in $11, and then Kim's crew put in 5 Okay. So the highest was 21 So, And the reason I say that is because um, I follow some different fantasy football um, social media gurus or whatever that, that recommend pick players you must pick up this week. And this morning I saw – that K.J. Osborne was the must-pick-up. This is the guy you have to pick up this week. So really? to hear that Reed, Jeff, and Jake were the three that put Fab on that guy, that makes sense to me because those are three guys that are probably reading those things, checking it out, you know, staying on the research, and uh, they were the three that competed for him. So Yeah, that's the first time I've heard of them, so – so oh, you, don't, you don't follow who I follow on TikTok? I guess not, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, yeah, $21, uh, highest bid this week. Which is four times less than last week. Right, yes. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going into week three. Week three, let's do it. 
Picks of the Week. Zach, let's start Picks of the Week this week with the number one team in the league. Let's start with uh, Pace in your face versus Kevin White. Kevin White, who had a big week last week. He did, man. Um, so I don't know if this is Ross and Reed's team or Kevin White's right, yeah. team. Sponsored by Ross and Reed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Now, Kevin did send a list. They did draft from the list as much as they possibly could. Yeah. Kevin made some moves, changed his kicker, did some things. Um, but we're going to make that pick. But first, you talked to Jordan Pace, who was also at the Titans game. So a lot of things to cover Let's talk to Jordan first. We'll get his pick in our Call of the Week. It's time for the Call of the Week. We are joined by the hottest team in the CMB Fantasy Football League, Jordan Pace. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well, Zach. I think that's the first time in my 10 years in this league, or longer than 10 years now, that I've, I've heard someone refer to me as that in yeah. CMB. So it feels good. Yeah, I thought I thought you might like that intro. So, uh before we get into how well your team is doing, uh, quickly take us back to uh, Sunday. I saw that you were at the Titans game. How did that go? Oh, man, it was great. Yeah, we, we've, we've made a habit of the last, I don't know, seven, eight years with 2020, the COVID year um, aside, of course, we've gone to the first Titans away game. So, you know, we've been to probably, I don't know, seven cities now at this point of traveling to those away games. And I think Seattle, like the stadium experience and like the fan, the Seattle fans, combined for probably the best overall game experience and then you know them them pulling out a win the titans in overtime just i don't know didn't see that coming at all i don't know about you but i did not think that they would pull that win out yeah i uh i knew that was going to be a very tough game and it was the first time i'd gotten to uh sit down in a while and just watch a football game so that was oh, yeah. quite that was quite a good one to uh to watch so was that the furthest that you guys have traveled to go see them Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we've been to, I, I mean, I've seen the Titans play in Arizona against the Cardinals. We, we went to that eight hour rain game in Miami, Rabel's first yeah. game a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Seattle, definitely the furthest. We, uh, we flew in Friday and flew back out last night at like midnight, <laughs> Tennessee what, time. So man. was there anybody else there from Tennessee fan wise at that game? I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the Julio factor. I think it definitely is the Julio factor because I saw a lot of two-tone blue number two jerseys um there are a lot of titans fans there i was like shocked um Man. not in our section but in other sections i saw people at you know tailgates i saw people you know both flights the flight there and the flight home just full of like people in titans clothes a lot of people yelling titan up um Man. it was it was interesting for sure i just feel like i feel like the titans need to like you know give you guys a suite or some tickets or something i mean that's that's some dedication right there. I think they, they need to be put on notice somehow. Yeah, they are definitely aware of our trips. I, I you know, Nate Bain, who we, we actually had on this podcast, remember we interviewed right. the Titans social media manager. Uh, even before that interview, he and the Titans, like Tennessee Titans official, you know, at Titans Twitter followed, you know, Jordan Pace 13 on uh, Twitter. So they're, they're aware of the group. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm glad you guys had a good time. And man, what a game was Jacob, uh, just going crazy with Derrick Henry with them having him on his team. Oh yeah. No, for sure. I, I love Jacob. One of my best friends, most pessimistic Titans fan 
that I know. So yeah. the whole way there, I mean, after the Titans lost to the Cardinals, he was already, you could hear the comments of him saying, you know, <laughs> I just, there's no chance that the Titans win next week. You know, this is a pointless trip. And, yeah. you know, why, where, why are we even going? And he was saying that up until about eight minutes into the fourth quarter. Um, <laughs> I think that's at the point when Derrick Henry broke off that 64 yard yeah. run. Yeah. And I mean, he looked at me dead serious and said never had a doubt <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah he was he was going nuts i was tracking his win because i think at that point he and i you know idps and pacing your face we both locked up wins at that point so right. it was kind of gravy and so he you know i was just yeah. watching his his derrick henry total skyrocket Man, what a yeah. huge week that was awesome yeah so moving on to fantasy so um not sure if you're aware of this you probably are but uh you know who the number one quarterback is in all of fantasy Oh, it's Kyler Murray. Yeah, and the number one wide receiver. Cooper Cup. Yeah, and the number one IDP. Uh, it's probably Wagner. Yeah, Bobby Wagner, who all three of those guys are on your team. So, I mean, man, what a draft for you. What do you think went different this year for you than in the years past? I truly let the board fall. I had I had it to me. I had a couple of strategies in mind. So this this year was different, and I'm probably giving a little bit too much info for Jake for next year's mock draft. But the way I did things this year is I created in the weeks leading up to the draft about four or five strategies and kind of ranked them in tiers of, you know, ideal, this is what I would want to happen. Um, and, you know, that first strategy fell off the board pretty early. I, I thought for some reason that Travis Kelsey or Kels, as he says it's correctly pronounced, yeah. thought that he would fall to 12 overall. That was incredibly naive of me. And I, I, you know, I still kind of think that had he not gone to Tecmo that he would have fallen. Um, that's how I really wanted the board to fall. And so then yeah. I just kind of updated my, uh, my strategy to Eckler, my guy, got him there at 12 and kind of just let everything come as, as it did and let the board fall to me. Right. Yeah. I mean, two weeks in a row of just, I mean, mammoth games from your team. Um, I'm looking at your, your draft right here. You took Austin Eckler, Calvin Ridley. Cooper Cup and then Kyler Murray with your first four picks and all four of those have hit so far. Um, T Higgins, he's fallen off a little bit, right? Am I, I haven't kept up too much. With uh, big first week. I mean, he had a touchdown last week, so you know, still in the double digits each week, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's a, he's a flex guy for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it definitely helps when you get all those picks hitting like that and uh, Eckler, you know, actually staying healthy this year, you know, that, that helps you as well. Right. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I've always been an Austin Eckler fan. Um, you know, I, that's who I wanted there at 12. Anyway, I, I will say I was pretty nervous when when Jake had mocked you guys HNF to take Eckler there at uh, I think you guys were pick 10. Yeah. Um, so when Zeke somehow fell to you guys, which was just, I mean, criminal almost when that happened, I was like, I think there's a chance. So, you know, was, was really happy to snag in there. Cooper Cup was kind of the wild card pick because I've never had any shares of Cooper Cup before. Um, I know it's, it's always smart, right. To have any share of the Kansas city offense and definitely the Rams offense. So that was kind of my flyer pick. I had no intentions of taking him before the draft, but when he was there, I was just like, ah, go for it. You know? Right. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you about was getting Cooper cup there. Did you face any other kind of tough decision in the draft that you can think of? Yeah, I think I, I also did this thing that I, that I don't do in the past where I, I drafted a quarterback in the top five rounds. So I took Kyler in the fourth round and I sort of, I'm trying to think of who the quarterbacks were that came off the board first. I want to say it was, you know, Mahomes in the first round, obviously. Then I think 
uh, Josh Allen. He may have been the fourth. No, I think, I think Lamar. Yeah. It looks like Lamar went to Kevin in round three. So I kind of sensed, okay, there's a run on quarterbacks clearly coming might as well, um, you know, you know, hit that, right. hit that position now. And yeah, I, I feel pretty great about, about that pick. I, I had Kyler a couple of years ago um, before his, uh, his, his big boom this year. So I'm hoping this is like an MVP level season for Kyler. Yeah. Did you receive any text, any word from Jake after your, your beating on his team? No, just last week he, you know, and since, you know, I, I don't have to be diplomatic anymore now that he's, um, you know, right. not my opponent, not my opponent, but right. yeah. um, there was a trade offer that um, was just, you know, borderline insulting. Um, oh, from, from Jake to you. From Jake to me. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And I, you know, I think I was with, I think I was actually with Jacob when I got this trade request and I just showed him the text message and I said, does he think I'm dumb? <laughs> and uh, we, we had a good laugh at that. So um, who was it for? Who was it for? Just I, I don't want to, I don't want to get into specifics. Oh, come just, on. Come it was on. a player. It was a player for player. Oh and gosh. you know, these things won't matter in the end. Um, right, but I, I, when you guys join up, it won't matter. I understand. I, I will just say the player that he asked for is what I called at the draft night, the James Robinson of 2021. Okay. Got it. Um, so, so, you know, being at the draft and I feel like that you have, you've set the bar for the ice bucket. How, what did you think of the ice bucket this year? Um, yeah, let's start off with that. What, what did you think of the ice bucket? Yeah, a few thoughts. So I, I liked the overall effort from James and Blake. Thought it was, you know, uh, how many have we done now? Five. It's probably in the top three. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. A lot more effort was done. I think I was a little skeptical or disappointed that, you know, we didn't see anything before the, uh, the deadline. But doing it at the draft, um, I think, made up for that yeah. you know, missed, missed deadline. I liked having the irony of having the, the two winners, you and Brian, dump yeah. the water. That was a, a great touch. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I kind of feel like almost all these punishments now need to be done in front of the, the rest of the league. I don't know if video will cut it anymore. Right, yeah. Do you think uh, – I know Suggs brought this up at the end of the last podcast. Do you think that we should change the ice bucket or um, keep it? What is your opinion on that? Yeah, I think – did we originally do the ice bucket because of the, like, ALS challenge from a couple of years ago? Remember that whole thing? Yeah. Where you, like – yeah, and and just to keep pe- people from tanking, basically, and keeping up with your team, like you don't want to get in last place, you know. Yeah, I mean, as somebody who's gotten the ice bucket, the the, the ice bucket, yeah, it hurt. Like you know, my dad threw multiple <laughs> buckets on top of my head, and I right. think I had a concussion that was undiagnosed. Right. But yeah. that that itself is not fun. The worst part is just you know being that team that's dead last in the league, and uh, you know, especially at the time hosting a fantasy football podcast, I'm supposed to be some. Uh, not an expert, but I'm supposed to know what I'm doing. And you, you finished last place. So it's, it's a bigger hit to the pride than it is to the head. Right. Uh, I will say, I don't think I have any better ideas for the loser, um, but I am totally open to changing uh, sure. that punishment. Yeah. So this week you are facing off with Kevin, who both of you, both of you guys, both of your teams uh, put up the two highest point totals in the league last week. Um, so what are you, what are your thoughts on your matchup with Kevin this week? Yeah, Kevin's got a great team. I, I can't remember how he finished. I think he's, uh, he's one and one. I can't remember what happened with his week one matchup, but you know, Kevin's Kevin had a big week last week. I, um, you know, Aaron Jones I'm, happened. Aaron Jones happened. I feel like that's sneaky. One of Kevin's boys is, is usually Aaron Rodgers, but definitely some, some player on the Packers. He's got Tanya again this, uh, this year. 
or Tunyon rather. Um, so yeah, he kind of lives and dies by the Packers. It looks like the thing I'm really concerned about is AJ Brown has a case of the yips. Yes. He dropped a couple passes in week one last week against the Seahawks. I think he had like four drops, like very uncharacteristic of AJ Brown. Right. So I'm just totally nervous. He's going to have a huge bounce back week against uh, the Colts who, you know, their defense is just terrible right now. They're giving up like, I mean, you saw what Cooper cup did against, against uh, the Colts last week. So I'm just nervous. That same thing's going to happen with AJ this week. Um, just it's, I'm not feeling good about this one. I'll just say it. So who are you picking between you and Kevin? Oh, I'm still going to pick pace in your face. I mean, this is a, this is a 16 and 0 type of, uh, type of campaign we're, we're going for here. So Ooh, man, I'm picking pace in your face. I, like I didn't it. say that. I didn't say 16 and 0 is going to happen. I'm just saying that's what, that's what the goal is at this I point. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, before we let you go, is there anything that you're looking for trade wise, not to be insulted, but, uh, you know, a respectable trade offer. Is there anything that you need? Yeah. Nothing insulting, but pace in your face. I think it's been noted is in huge desperate need of a tight end. Um, we've got a pretty well-rounded squad here. Um, almost every position has posted double digit points, IDPs included the first two weeks tight end is, is, uh, we're missing the mark there. So if you have any offers for your number one or your number two tight end, send it my way and, uh, any players open for trade. All right. Well, you heard it here first guys, Pace needs a tight end. Don't we all? Um, so anyways, Pace, thank you for joining us and, uh, keep it going week three. Yeah. Thanks Zach. All right, Matt. Um, who do you got for this matchup between, Pace and Kevin. Well, I'm going to go with Jordan Pace. Um, I, I think you go with a hot hand right now. Um, I mean, he's got a lot of players that are just smoking hot right now as far as fantasy points. A lot of the number ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like we just mentioned, you know, he's got the top quarterback, top wide receiver in Cooper Cup, and he's got the top IDP. So That's I agree. Bobby Wagner. Yeah, right? Bobby Wagner. So it's tough to – to go against him. So I, I think I'm going to pick pace as well this week on that matchup. All right, let's go to your matchup. You guys are looking for a bounce back H and F industries versus ECW who just won the wombat. Bowl. They did. So I guess they're tied now. They are. Yes. That's right. Yep. That's right. Although I would say that Matt Collins could care less about the wombat. Bowl yes. This week, right. Yes. Yes. Shout out to Matt and Macy who had their baby yesterday. Right. Yeah. Baby Davy. Yes, Baby Davy Magnolia. So congratulations to them. Uh, Matt did send me a text. He said that uh, that Davy is already a, be- a better fantasy manager than uh, than Griff. <laughs> than Ross. Than Ross is. Uh, I'm just. I'm just kidding. He didn't say that. But I'm sure Matt approves that message. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah. Anyways, congratulations to them. Uh, we're excited for them. But yeah. Um, we're going up against East Coast Wombats. We're going to try to make it right for the West Coast Wombats here. Uh, they got a really good team. Christian McCaffrey's been doing his thing, although he kind of got hurt for a minute on Sunday. Did you see that? So many people got injured on Sunday. We haven't talked about that. There were so many quarterbacks that were coming out of the game and coming back in. McCaffrey went out at one point, but it was just a cramp for the for his calf. But, uh, yeah, so anyways, back to them. I just think, um, I just think that they've got – Got it going right now. Waller's going to bounce back. I'm, I'm going to give it to the East Coast Wombats. All right. Well, I'm going to um, I'm going to give you some love. Give my co-host some love. You guys are going to bounce back this week. I'm going to pick H and F. Both defenses are probably going to have strong days. You've yeah. got Denver going against the Jets. 
<clears throat> Carolina, who's looked really good, at Houston, who has a new quarterback. Yeah. So um, you have better receivers. They have Christian McCaffrey. Right. But I'm going to pick H&F this week. Yeah, we need uh, Ezekiel Elliott to show up. That'd be awesome. Right. Yeah, so <clears throat> shout out but to they have They have Edwards Hilaire. Right. Who he, I don't know if he's going to show up. I hope he doesn't. All right, let's go with my uh, strong side versus Kemp's crew this week. I'm feeling good. I'm 2-0. and This is probably the week I feel the least good about. Jake didn't feel great about his team. I still think Jake always has a good team. Dak did not get it done last week. We had to rely on some other stuff to happen. Yeah. But Dak's on Monday Night Football this week. So is Hurts. So is Hurts. You're going to be sweating it out. Um, those are the worst. Yeah. When you get to Monday Night Football and you've, you've got one game to win it. Two big players like that, too. Hurts has been great. Yes. So. Yes. And I, I was I was leery of drafting Hurts. Yeah. I think everybody was. There was all that talk of the trade and stuff like that. Really shot him down the ranks. So I think he was the last startable quarterback taken. I could be wrong, but Jake took him. He was pretty much it. So Yeah. yeah. I'm going to pick myself because I have all year, and I'm going to stay on that. Yeah, I mean, just looking, Jake got a, we haven't talked about this, uh, the trade that was made this past week. Oh, I didn't see it. You didn't see it? No, what was the trade? It was uh, Cortland Sutton got traded for, is it Tyson Williams? Okay. To East Coast Wombat. So East Coast sent over Williams, and uh, or I'm sorry, Jake sent over Tyson Williams, and then East Coast sent over Cortland Sutton to Jake, who Jake just lost Jerry Judy. Right. So it made sense. But, man, did Sutton have a week. That guy went off. He had nine receptions for 159 yards. Wow. Giving him 24.90 points. So good uh, rental for Jake there. And uh, East Coast getting the running back, Tyson Williams. I hope he does terrible this week. (laughs) Yeah. For the record. I know they got like a running back by committee. I hope they keep that up and it's not his week. So So who's your pick? So anyways, yeah, I'm – Ooh. Mm, mm, mm. I'm giving it to you, Suggs. All right. I'm going to give it to you. All right, Big Orange Bullies versus Donut Stop Believing. You want to talk about them? Who, don't, Donut yeah. Rish? Yeah. You want to talk about them? No. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Risher this week. Pat Mahomes is probably mad. When he lost a game right at the very end, I wouldn't want to play Pat Mahomes this week. And Gronk is on fire. I mean, you talked about what the tight end. The, world? the tight end one is Travis Kelsey, but he's the tight end two. Risher got him in round ten, and he's had two touchdowns uh, each week. And uh, he's also got Buffalo, which is the number one defense. I'm going to go with Rich. He's kind of the hot hand right now. Derek Carr has been on fire yes. as of late. Thirty yes, point thirty five and thirty points in the last two weeks. I think this is, uh, and I'm not trying to disrespect Rich since he just destroyed us. Um, but I'm going to call this my lock of the week. Whoa. I'm giving this to the big orange bullies. Easy. Should we play the Stone Cold? Yeah, yeah, let's drop it. And that's the bottom line. What? Because Stone Cold said so. Yep, so big orange bullies is going to win right here. I think easily. They, uh, they've they lost two games in a row. They've got a good team, though. I think they're going to bounce back, get their first win. Greg Coe versus West Coast Wombats with their new general manager, Davy Magnolia yes. Collins. Who you got? Well, Davy's Davy's the the gem of the week. 
And I'm going to go with Greg Coe. Greg Coe's got Cordero Patterson. Ooh, yeah, and he's starting him. Yes, and that guy, he was the one last week that everybody was saying to pick up. Yeah. He's a hot commodity. He had 25 points last week. I saw a tweet this morning that said Cordero Patterson is a number one running back in this league. Uh, Man, out of nowhere, that guy's hopped around. He's been a kickoff returner, and he gets to Atlanta where they don't have a a lot of good things going on, and 25 points, so... I'm going to go Greg Coe this week. This is interesting because you got Mike Davis and Cordero, Cordero Patterson going up against each other here. Mm. Um, but I think I'm going to give it to West Coast. I think Tannehill is going to bounce back, have a big game, and um, Hopkins is going to have a big game versus Jacksonville Metcalf. There's just plenty of bounce-back opportunities over there. Yeah. Um, but I will say hopefully Dalvin Cook can get it going for Greg. He hasn't been like amazing yet. He's been pretty good. Um, but I'm going to give it to West Coast. IDP still suck versus the Almond Brothers. And Zach, the Almond brother, Brothers are looking pretty good. Yeah, I think year, they right? got a good team. Yeah. Uh, Nick Chubb looks really good. Sterling Shepard is in their flex. He's the he's the wide receiver nine yeah. right now. And they got him in round 16. So, uh, I mean, they're going against Derrick Henry. It's ride or die with Derrick Henry. Uh, I mean, I think Derrick Henry is not going to do what he did week one probably any more this season. He's going to be a solid fantasy player. But I'm going to go with Almond Brothers this week. I feel like this is the week where I'm kind of picking against teams that are typically the strong teams. And I'm going to go Almond Brothers against IDPs this week. Yeah, I think it's – man, this is going to be a tough – this would be a really good game. I'm really interested in this, how these players do on each side. Um, you got two struggling tight ends on each side. Uh, Mark Andrews hasn't lived up to the hype yet, or Kittle, both of them are both uh, not doing as well as they should. So that'll be interesting to see here. I'm going to give it to IDPs. I think they keep it going. Derrick Henry keeps it going, and uh, they get the win. Derrick Henry does have the Colts this week. Yeah. And they get up for the Colts. Yep. So. Um, all right, and I'm going to say this last one is our matchup of the week. Ooh. Because these are the two last-place teams. Man. They need a bounce back. They are uh, 15 one-hundredths of a point apart. Wow. In last place, Isaiah 40-31 versus Tecmo Power Runners. And Zach, again, one of those weeks where I feel like I'm picking against teams that are typically strong. I'm going to go with Isaiah 40-31 this week. Jordan almost beat me last week. We got I was sweating on Monday Night Football. I bet. Especially that first play in the second Man, half. That- if, if Green Bay hadn't have pulled away – and Rodgers was still dealing to Devontae Adams, I think I would have lost. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is hot again. Um, and Justin Fields is Tecmo Power Runner's starting quarterback right now. So either they're just playing games with us on the podcast, <laughs> which I could see. Yeah. Uh, they have Travis Kelsey, who's the tight end one. But, man, that's all I would be super excited about on their team. And he's good. Yeah, that is but, very interesting. If he has a whole week to prep, maybe he will sh- show some big flash or something like that. I know they're going up against Cleveland. Um, Josh Allen has only gotten 20 points the last two weeks, but man, yeah, that's a that's a interesting call starting Fields over Josh Allen there. So uh, I think I'm going to give it to to Isaiah on this one. I just like the Rodgers and Adams combo more. The only thing I do not like about their team is him starting, you know, the defensive tackles and defensive ends with Aaron Donald, um, who's only got like six or seven points. 
you know, the past two weeks. And Chase Young, he's only got five and four points. So it's not anything really consistent um, point-wise for them. So, But uh, I'm going to give it to Isaiah 40-31. All right. Well, those are the picks of the week this week. Speaking of picks, don't forget to make your picks for League Pick'em. I do have a Tweet of the Week Whoa. this week. All right. Tweet of the Week. Did you see A.J. Brown's tweet? I did not, no. So, A.J. Brown, of of all of the bright spots the Titans had Sunday, A.J. Brown was not it. He was not, man. He had a lot of drops. A lot. And they were darts. Yes. I mean, like hitting wide him in open, the hands. hitting him in the hands, yeah. dropping the ball. Um, so, he, he tweeted right after the game, someone from my family told me I wouldn't have caught COVID today if I tried. <laughs> That's good. So, uh, that was A.J. Brown's tweet um the titans for two weeks have have uh, been good for some self-deprecating tweets taylor lewan a couple weeks ago um who i mean i don't i don't want to say anything crazy but the titans the titans look pretty good without him yeah i'm just saying uh we'll see what happens i know he'll be motivated to come back um but i'm excited i'm in second place i want to stay up top for a little while i i really like being at the top of the leaderboard, and I haven't been in there in a long time, so it's nice. Uh, you got any parting thoughts? We can close this thing out. No, right now. yeah, I was just going to say, like you said, be sure to get the the picks in for league pick them before kickoff on Thursday night. And uh, the top leader is Brian Franklin, followed by Chase Gall and James and Jay, Jake, Jeff, and Matt Collins, just to name a few of those guys. So um, be sure to get those picks in. All right, thank you, Jordan Pace, for being our call of the week. I like Jordan being on the podcast. Yeah. I know it's a, it's a little familiar harder. voice. Yeah, it's a little harder for his schedule. Yeah, but Jordan, you can uh, do the podcast intro anytime you want to when you're available. Yeah. We really appreciate it, and uh, we're glad that you guys have uh, taken another listen this week. We'll be back next week. Yep. Good luck in week three. You know, borderline insulting.